And we're live. I'm David Webb, and this is What Could Possibly Go Wrong. And today we have... Katya Norfoy. Great to have you. Uh, Danny is just coming back from Miami and still hungover and not able to join us. He's also maybe legitimately sick, but I'm still blaming, blaming the hangover. <laughs> so uh, welcome. Um, it's really great to have you today. Uh, t- so uh, you're running for uh, District 4? Yes, I am. But thank you so much for having me in what can possibly be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Go wrong. So, so many thank things. you. So- <laughs> but thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and, you know, have the time to talk to you about my 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 candidacy and why I'm running, right, for City Council District 4. Um, it is great that this year, like, five five people are, you know, trying to make a difference in, in District 4. So I'm very glad to be one of them. So I guess let's start there. There's five people. That's more than any other um, district, district in, <laughs> by like I think three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so where what what are your strengths? Uh, I guess let's start with the easy one. Why are you running? Okay, why am I running? First of all, I've been living in Worcester for 20 um, years, and is I'm being in the main South area since I came to the USA. So. I'm very grateful for what this community has given me. Um, I'm a homeowner. I became an entrepreneur. I have my beautiful family, so I'm very grateful for what this community helped me to achieve. So uh, it's, it's a way to give, you know, to give back and appreciate all the beautiful things that I can that I already create in the District Four area, especially. So uh, tell us more about those. What have you already created in District 4? Well, District 4, I don't know if you know, but I'm a business owner, like I said. Um, oh, what business? Yeah, Carlitos Barbershop on 925 Main Street. We've been there for 18 years already. Wow. So, yeah, it's a blessing seeing, you know, all the people that we get service to and all the barbers that can work with us as well so it's been very very great especially in the main south area you know we are very close to clark university so it's one of the area on main south that is less um compromised of people you know that have that that way that people think that main south can be like you know unsafe and all that but me that is being on main south area for 20 years i can say that we have our struggle but definitely we are so vibrant so cultural we have so many different business that that kills everything else that you try you know that people try to bring up about main south you know i, I this is not main south but uh, the midtown mall uh, has always been a, a point of contention within worcester people you know but but, but i have always appreciated that you know, for the longest time, you could get a downtown storefront for 500 a month. Yes. And, you know, sure, Main South might not be the prettiest, but there are affordable storefronts, and, you know, that that's still huge. Yes, yes, and that's, that's huge. As a matter of fact, um, one of the things that I'm being involved in the, in, in the um, District 4 area in the city is that I'm a board member of the Main South CDC. So... Um, it's a great development, you know, we, we try to help as much, especially on the housing, you know, up to affordable housing and all that. And there is, a, um, there is a project that we are working on that is almost, almost coming. So <laughs> it's, it's great because we're going to give the opportunity to six businesses uh, to rent, to buy spaces on the oh main side. Yes. So I, I'm so, so um, 
excited about it because you know it's, it, as I you know as I know I don't think that any of the of the main South area uh, business owner own their properties so it will be terrific you know where he says i love main south right now yeah. right there yes so that lot is going to be converted into um into a condominium business condominium so it's going to be six units and those units is going to be for the businesses that are on the main south business association which i'm also board member yeah i'm also a board member of the main south business association for four and a half years now and it's incredible our idea is to create resources for the for the businesses create opportunities we um do activity like for example um On August 22nd, we had the Back to School Fiesta, and we have alliances with the YNCA. Um, they help us, you know, when we have activities to have the the um, the park that is, you know, the Fuller Park that is on the back of the YNCA. So that's where we have the activity. And it was so amazing. It's so amazing to give back to the community. We reached out like 440 uh, kids to give backpacks. We have that day ice cream. We have the mascara from the um, wood socks. We also have haircuts. And it's amazed oh, me how um, this... <laughs> that's a, um, Recalls. Uh, Recalls is, uh, was does those haircuts. Oh, great. It, it, I'm, I'm not sure. Was that the... the uh, um, maybe. I don't... I don't know. Okay, I've seen it. That, yeah, because the, we have the that the carrot. No, that was that was oh, not the sure. one. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. We have a lot of um, activities on that park lately, so it's it's great because I live very very close to mm -hmm. there. But um, the one that I'm talking that is the Main South Business Association event that just happened is called Back to School Fiesta. So that one, we give out, um, there were, let me see, like six barbershops that were available to help and give back to the community. So you imagine. To unite people. To oh, yes. That's people. the whole idea. That's the whole idea. I believe on the thing that we have in the association. Uh, our thing is together we are stronger. And I go with that, with that um, thing. And I love it because definitely. Um, if we get united, if we get together, if we if we put all our thoughts together, we can bring much better communication, much brighter idea, and we can create uh, things that we can't even imagine. So by being together, by collaborating together, you know, we can do amazing things. So one of the things that I'm very, very passionate about it is to to involve my community, to let them know exactly what is going on in Worcester, what is happening, what we can achieve. And especially, you know, if you see the chart on the Worcester, in the entire Worcester, when you go to, to check the, the voting areas, you can see that, that it's so sad Like District 4 is one of the lowest um, voting that we have, you know, it's... it's And, and you have less people voting. Yes, less people. Unfortunately, that's the data that we have that in the entire city, District 4 is the last one that votes. So it's one thing that I'm working very, very hard to get the attention to the people and let them know how important it's for them. It's important for the candidates, but especially for them. Their voices need to be out there. They need to say, we care. And by voting is one of 
of the way that you can say, hey, I'm here. I'm interested in what's going on, and I want to 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 be part of it. So that's one thing that when I'm door knocking and I'm visiting my constituencies, I just tell them, hey, um, you know, because I'm I'm very passionate about what I do, but I'm being serving my community for 20 years, and I do it, you know, as volunteers. So it's something that born on me. I like to help others. I like to get people um, engaged to, you know, and try to see exactly, look at your surrounding, look what is going on. And if you are alive, you can do something. Yes. <laughs> you can do something to transform, to to say, or or maybe, you know, whatever. You can do something. It's whatever you have in your hand, you can come better to do something positive for your neighbor, for, for your contingency, for somebody else that need it. So it's something that... Is is on my values. My mom, my dad create that on me when the, when I was growing up. So it's something that I love and enjoy to do it. So when I saw this the statistic that in the district four where I'm here, um, people sometimes don't even know that um, this election exists. They most of the time go just for the presidency. So I'm like, hey. But here is where we can talk about it. What's going on? The president, yes, he's up there, but he's—we're not gonna reach him that that easily, you know. We have to reach the one that is here on the bottom, like here in the in the. I think a lot of in the city realize that you know our districts are just people like you. There are other small business mm-hmm. owners, their neighbors, their residents, their people who have passions and interests, and realize that they need to speak up. Exactly. And it's something that I'm working tirelessly to get that message to the people. Um, I know I'm running and I would love people to, you know, to join with me because what I want to do is amplify their voices. It's not just about me. It's something that we can create together. And as I told all the other candidates, you know, whoever gets there, I would love to see that we keep fighting, that we keep getting and, and hold accountable because it's our city at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. If we decide to run, it's because we can, we, we see something that we can, you know, address and we can put our, our part, our time on that. But I, I see it on the way that is for helping others, not for helping myself, even though I'm going to be beneficial at the same time. But the it's idea is... For you to acknowledge that. Yes. Everyone else is trying to do it. Not everyone else, but there's a lot of people who get into politics pretending to help others, knowing how much it'll help them. And then they don't actually care about others. The, the people who actually care about helping others, you know, they'll admit it. Yeah, this is going to be good for me. But I, if I do my job right, it'll be great for everyone else. Exactly. And how how beautiful would be if, for example, you can give me an idea and I can just bring that idea and amplify it. That's the whole idea of being a city council for me, on my opinion. You know, being a city council is to hold your constituencies accountable. Let them know what really is going on. Uh, if they need something, bring the resources, help them to get there, help our school, our nurses, our police department, wh- whoever. We need to collaborate to each other and we need to work together in order to bring that, that to, we need to, to put that seed and let them, you know, water it every day and let it grow in a beautiful way that all of us can 
you know, get together and see the beautiful Worcester that we have. Because even though I'm running for District 4, whatever I bring to the table will help the rest of the city. So my idea is to work with any of the elected candidates that is going to run for next year and try to see what we really need to do in order to help our our community. At the end, we... You see how beautiful it is if you live in in a in an area that you can communicate with your neighbors, that you can get together and celebrate the beautiful life that we are living. We have struggles already. We are so frustrated with our bills, with our personal life, with our kids. Name it. So we already have our plate full. <laughs> so morning, I was talking with a friend, and she she asked me about how. Uh, where I learned all about this in business, not computer, specifically not computer repair, because that's what people used to say is, where did you learn this? Did you go to school for this? Mm -hmm. And they started asking me about business. And we were talking about, uh, you know, I was talking about how the power of, we, we were actually sitting at iCrave Cafe uh, on Park Ave, and I used it as an example. I was like, look, let's say you had a really bad experience here, and you called and left a voicemail for the manager. Tomorrow morning, the manager could pull all the employees aside and say, hey, we got a phone call. The customer was right. We're going to do it differently going tomorrow. Here's the new way to do it. And then every single customer gets a different, better experience because they heard your feedback and they implemented Great. it. Great. That's the power <laughs> of small business. Now imagine how difficult that is to do at Walmart. <laughs> and so I know. Is, you know. Yeah, sure, reaching the president might be difficult, but I'm literally having a conversation with you, and if you're elected and you're sitting in that, then like the, the chain of communication from you know the actual consistent constituents to to uh, legislation is so much shorter when it's with people who are actually there to listen. Exactly, exactly, and that's a bridge that we need to cross. You know, that's that's a bridge that we need to reach and say, hey, hold them accountable because if they are if they are there, if their letter is for something, so just hold them accountable. We need to learn how to hold somebody else accountable, and we need to be accountable as well because that's come both ways. Um, what I unfortunately see most of the time is that um, people want others to be accountable, but they just sitting on their seat. Hello, get up, let's do something. <laughs> you know, it's like when you are um, um, in an event and. You see the people struggling, bringing the chairs, tables, this, that. If you are there, just move and help. That will not cost you anything. Instead, that's going to open so many doors for you because you're going to be recognized. Not because you want to be recognized, but just because you have that um, humble action to help others. And, and that's the bottom part, you know. Just helping others is a feeling that you're just going to know how it feels when you do it. So just try to help or bring just a smile to someone and say good morning. How are you? That will make your life different. So just you you never know who what's happening in somebody else's life. And sometimes we save life just saying, hey, how you doing? Just as simple as that. So it's not just creating forces and stuff, you know, just Saying hi, that will change your life. And you will see that you can change many lives that way. If that's the only thing you can give, give it out. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> yeah, literally anyone can do that. And just doing that will make everyone else around them a little bit happier. Exactly. Uh, well, I, I think it's great that you're using your, you know, you have a platform with the businesses and your positions. And you're using it to help everyone around you. And 
That's great. I mean, like, what is the point of, of all that power, of all that influence, of all those people listening to you if it is not to say, hey, what do you need, and then relate exactly. to all those people? Exactly. And, and, you know, I would love when my girls grow that they can find somebody that helped them. So why I, can I give that to, to the one that helped me now? So yeah. it's something that you're going to get back sooner or later. You know, it's not that I'm waiting for that. You just do it because you want to do it because that, that borns on you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's something that you will not think twice. It's just automatically. Yeah. So, um, I also part of, um, a local church where I have, um, I'm a club director. So I'm being a club director. A club director. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mean? So that means that um, we have a small club. Right now we have 31 kids involved. And we do it um, kind of throughout this color year. So right now and I'm with my team creating the program already. So we soon going to start like now in the middle of September. So I'm working on that as well. So what the club does, uh, the club first is called Club Emmanuel. So what we do is teach kids from age 3 to 10 how to love their family, how to love themselves, how to take care of their community, how to um, learn on nature. We go in the field trip, we do many, many crafts and stuff, and we teach them how to love God, you know, the the values and recognition, and, you know, try to bring that small seed on them, and we do a lot of playing, We, we have... Many, many activities. They use kind of a uniform. It's to look like a police department, and I, they love it. They love it. We did, we do initiation. We did, we do, um, um, we, 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 we finish the program with a big celebration, and they, every, every single activity that they do is make them um, gain like a patch. So they have a big band in the front that they, um, collect all those patches, and they feel so good. They they mm-hmm. kind of feel like, oh my god, look all the patches I I get. So it's a beautiful, beautiful club that I really, really enjoy. It's my passion to see the smile on the kids. You know, when they go and they see you and they can play around, and they are in a healthy environment. So it's something that I would love to keep working on. Um, I'm also part of the PTO on the Woodland Academy. My daughter just um, moved to seventh grade, so <laughs> I'm like very sad that I will not be able to continue as a PTO on Woodland this year. But um, I'm helping the PTO's parents to get um, a playground on that school. I don't know if you if you're familiar with that area with Woodland, you will see that the our which, kids. Which it, where is Woodland? Well, an academy that's very close to Clark University on, on the back part. You know, um, Claremont is the same building. I'm trying, so is this, this is behind, so this isn't on Main Street. It's, uh, yeah, it's not on Main Street, but it's on Woodland and Claremont. So it's, you see it, um, okay. The university is right here, Clark University, just yep. like three more blocks after Clark University. Okay, so, so yeah. On Main Street, like towards which direction? Sorry, um, Oberlin, if you, you know, Oberlin. Yeah. Okay. okay so, if so you go, yes, towards city hall. So if okay. you go up on Oberlin, it's in the, in the end of that street. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Woodland, um, it's across um, Woodland and Oberlin. So you will find it there. Unfortunately, they don't have a playground and they've been, um, you know, they, they are 
trying to get that playground. We are working now with um, Casey Burns. She's been tremendous this help. We um, get the resources already. I need to go back on track because was you know was vacation now. But I would love to see that happen. Our kids need that recreation. It's so stressful for them already being in the classroom all day, almost all day. You know, and they just have 15 minutes of rest of recess. So was just telling me the other day about how I'm like, in, I don't know if it's Norway, but other countries, you know, 15 minutes. It, like, like they it's have, nothing. Yeah, like <laughs> it's they, nothing for us. No. For yeah. And I, I would love to work, you know, with 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 the um, school department as well, with with the, other, the with the school committee um, and see if we can kind of recreate that, you know, because our kids uh, for me, mental health is a lot, yes. you know, and the stress that unfortunately our kids are getting. I don't take me wrong; it's so important for them, you know, math, English, this, that, you know. But why we don't treat that part as part of one class? That they need to recreate themselves. They need to to relax and 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 have that freely mentality, and you know, like that. They need to explore. Exactly. They need to explore. They need that movement. They need their brain to to get out of stress in order to be more concentrated in what they're going to learn. So um, I would love to see that. You know, that's one thing that is on the table so we can work it out if I get elected. And yeah, it's, it's it would be great to see then, especially on Woodland, to have that playground that, that our kids deserve so much. Yeah, it would be great to have one in that area. There's not, I, I could be thinking about the wrong area, but there's like, you know, a few things in one direction and a few in another direction. But that, that area, there's nothing really except like, I don't know, they could go up to Coase. But that like, that might be the closest one. And that's yeah, and, and no, exactly. And no, 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 that is, right. it wouldn't, it will be not able, you know, they yeah. are schools. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no, not going to go that way. Um, yeah, no, that would be fantastic for Woodland. Um, so, uh, I'm more fascinated also in the small business side of this. You, 18 years as long. So I, I, I opened this shop myself 11 years ago, and um, I know that that's subjectively impressive. 18 years is incredible, <laughs> especially in something like a barber shop, because not necessarily just high turn. The short version is, tell me about that. Tell me how the heck have you guys are still in business. <laughs> so well, first of all, I'm a hairdresser, and I was 13 years old. Back okay. on my country, so I learned with my aunt. She helped me how to, um, how to learn how to do hair. When I moved here, my father brought me. So I started working at Rossi Beauty Salon on Eight Twenty Five Main Street. Um, I'm very grateful for that. They opened the door for me here in this country, and I started working with them. There, I met my husband, Carlos Norfolk. So he used to work at Rossi at the same time. Rossi um, by then had two spots, like the beauty salon and also the barbershop. Mm-hmm. So um, what's so funny, because when I started working, he was on vacation to DR. So we went cross, cross. So, you know, he went to the city and I get out. of. Uh, he went to the country and I get out of the country. So when he came back, you know, we... Um, each other time went by two years went by and then we decide you know to get together so um i'm very very passionate and and i love my husband <laughs> he's been tremendous he's my backbone and everything i couldn't do anything without him so he's a huge support for me and my girls so i'm very blessed to have him so um 
After we were on Rossi, two years after I was working with them, I was at Consigame Community College trying to learn English. So, uh, unfortunately, at Rossi, they just be, they used to speak just in Spanish. So that was well, that wasn't helping me with the English part. So when I went to when I used to go back to school. I was like kind of empty again. I'm like, ah. So my husband said, you know what, Katia, you need to go somewhere else that you can um, practice the English. You need to go and, and do that. So I had a friend, I have a friend that she used to work at um, on Kelly Square at um, um, Jeffrey Roberts Salon. I don't know if you heard about them. They now run Arvin. They not run Arvin, but by then, like, 18 years ago, um, no, 19 years ago, um, they, they, I decided to work with them. So my friend was translating for me. So that's where I practice. You know, I know that I still fighting. <laughs> it's not that easy kind of translate English and Spanish, but it's, it's doable. So um, after that, I went to Robert, to Jeffrey Robert for like a year and something, and then we decided to open our shop. And that's when everything started. So my husband, Carlos, has been on Main South for more than 22 years. So um, we started. And sometimes people know our shop like as um, many, that we have too many rules. And Interesting. <laughs> that's not a bad thing to be known. No, no. I... I, I I one of the person that think if you don't have roof, rules, you don't have anything. Everything is start with a compromise. So you need to compromise yourself. And sometimes people value barbershop like it's not a real business, like it's just to hang out or or I don't know. It's 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 more in the Spanish area, club. yeah, like a social club. And for us, it's not it's not that. It's okay. it's it's a place that you need a service. It's a business that you can go and 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 feel and feel, you know, calm and feel relaxed and feel comfortable that you're gonna get your hair cut, your you know, the way you want it. And we we uh, we want to bring that to the community, especially when I, I feel very proud when I see that as a right now we'll build that relationship with our customer that they go to our shop, especially women. You know how our mothers, mothers are like very protective and, and you know, we always like, oh, is something happened or whatever. But the feeling and the proudness that we have when we see a mother bring their kids living in the barbershop, go to do their errands and come back, it's a pleasure. So I, I prefer to see, um, you know, that people look at me as, uh, look our our business as a role business <laughs> than just, yeah, exactly. So you need to give value on what you do. If, yeah. you don't, if you don't put the value on what you do, you don't have anything. So that's what makes us in business for so long. Because we have a familiar environment. We have a very respectful business that anyone can go and feel comfortable. If they have work to do, they so can do I it. My business 11 years ago, one of the things I did to promote it was uh, spread, uh, was print out um, pamphlets. And I, put exactly. them, and I put them in barber shops because I figured, you know, people are sitting here. They're looking at mm-hmm. things in there. And, you know, there's a lot all over the city. 
uh, I, I actually very specifically remember, I looked up Car- uh, Car- uh, Carlito's uh, a few weeks ago when I was reading mm-hmm. about you, and I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I literally remember walking in 11 years ago, because, like, n- not just the, and keep in mind, like, this was, I was, at this time, like, a 20-year-old white boy, the mm-hmm. big South was, has never really, truly been my comfort zone or my main environment, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, no, absolutely no issues walking into that shop back then. And you have to see it now. After COVID, we remodelate everything. So I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Sure it's beautiful. By. You have to stop by, please. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're really proud to, to be, a, um, you know, a small business owner and they and bring that quality to our to our customers, you know, to our city and all. So it, it feel, it's, it's something that we feel very proud to see that, the people that go, our customer feel comfortable. They feel safe. And throughout the years, we never, thank God, we never ever have any issues. Um, our customer are from the police department, from the fire department, you know. And and, and so it the, the cultural, all the culture that go to our business is amazing. We have um, from China, we have from Brazil, we have from Colombia, we have oof. Thank you all our businesses, you know, that, um, you know, that support us. That's, that's amazing. It's, it's really, we're really, really proud and we're really um, humbled to say that we have a beautiful community that support our business. I mean, that's really what it takes, appreciating your community. Knowing of course. That, you know, you might be a service-based business, but you are there because of your community, not the other way around. And it's, you guys embrace that. Yeah. It's fantastic to see. Barbershops are such a good example of, like, something that someone... I don't know. There are so many different things. Like I did compute. Like this is you know computer repair is one of them. You know you can start with YouTube and a and a twenty dollar toolkit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like anyone can do it. It's a matter of doing it under the right. I don't know. Not anyone can do it well. It's and doing it in and business is a whole other layer. You have to expect. You have to understand the culture. People come in expecting this exactly. And have to yeah, and it. we have a lot of cultures. You know, especially Latin people. We we are very loud. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, th- sometimes we can moderate uh, in a sense that everybody can feel comfortable. You know, sometimes we have to get out of out of your comfort zone and in, and let others enjoy your culture, enjoy who you really are. You know, so uh, don't take me wrong; I don't mind who, whatever it takes. You know, anybody can. Um, let their business in any way they want. And I respect, I'm very respectful on that. I'm just saying that that way works for us, you know, bring that type of, of work, that type of business, help us achieve and be in business for 18 years already. There's very different styles of business. I, I had a different computer repair shop in downtown Worcester, actually at the Midtown Mall, um, a, a few years ago, and I opened it with friends, and their business model was what they called uh, fast nickels over slow dimes. <laughs> and, you know, I, of course, would rather medium speed quarters or, you know, really nice, inconsistent, but, you know, somewhat reliable dollars. But but anyways, fast nickels over slow dimes is entirely valid. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you ha- it, it is hustling and you have to stay hustling yep. for the entire time to maintain it. Yes, it whereas, is. Whereas when you, you know, start off, you know, you're, you're, you make yourself a place of quality, a place of consistency, a place mm-hmm. of, you know, it, 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 your premium. Um you know, you, you, have, you do that by holding to standards, and it sounds like mm-hmm. you guys did that early on. Oh, uh, yes. the problems in your industry and why a lot of shops weren't places people wanted to go, and you made yours a place people did want to go. 
Yes, yes, and I feel so grateful for that. <laughs> and you have to do the same thing for Worcester. Exactly, exactly, and that's my whole point. Um, I'm also part of the Main South Neighborhood Beacon Briley, and, and you know, it's, it's funny because many people think, okay, Katia is all about Main South. You know, it's about Main South right now because that's where I am, but definitely I want to amplify the, that and, and reach all the other part of the city, especially the part of the District 4. So I'm already doing that. You know, my mom lives on Cambridge. My sister lives um, near Pleasant Street. So I have many other people and friends that is around all the district. But my idea is, you know, to get them together and make them accountable. It sounds wonderful. I'm not one of the people that thinks we need to worry about everywhere else in D4 because, frankly, Main South has been somewhat neglected and... Aside yep. from, you know, Clark's improvements mm-hmm. and small businesses that have improved their own facades, there doesn't seem to have been much attention there. So, so frankly, I, I wouldn't, I don't know, I'm sure some people are going to be upset, but if you were to focus for two years on improving Main South, I think it would be a drastic improvement for every single person it affected. And you can see the difference already. If you go to Main South, after I, after I joined the Main South Business Association, um, I, I want to shout out to Ivero Medad from the TDI. Uh, she was the one, the, the first voice that went business to business, knocking door to create this association. And that make a huge difference on Main South. Right now we have so many other organizations that are working with us, especially the CDC. They are our umbrella that is helping us, so you know. I keep thinking of the... Uh, the CDC, that's, control, that's the Community Development Corp. So from Main South. So Community Development Corp from the um, Main South. You know, 92 Grand Street, you see that huge development that we just did. Um, 92 Grand, Grand that's Grand. on the back of the barbershop, though. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, Grand, I'm... So I've, I keep forgetting which. So that's, but that's one of the streets that's like driving away from Clark towards. Yes, you see, you see the um, University Park. Yeah. So at the end of University Park, there is a church. So on the uh, like in that side in your, let me see if I'm like that, like kind of in your right hand side. It's a huge development now. A few houses there, but if you go more into it, like one more corner, I believe so. Mm-hmm. It's a huge development that the Community Development Court just did, and that's for affordable housing. It was so sad seeing so many applications for that. Um, I don't quite remember exactly how many units well, we create. If I know mis- um, I don't want to say numbers just because I don't have the right exact number. Yep. But it's, it's huge. If you go over there, it's a beautiful, beautiful community that the CDC created. But for, as soon as these things are created, their application... Oh, it's, it's crazy. And you know, that, that's a crisis that we have, unfortunately, in our city. <laughs> in our city and all. That, you know, the crisis that we have for affordable housing right now. And it's something that we definitely need to keep working on it. And I know that we just have, you know, uh, an affordable... Um, uh, how's it called? An affordable... Uh, um, you know what they did? The, the affordable uh, the, housing. The, the the thing that was just moved forward through this. Yes. Last, yes. Yeah, the, um, it was a, a. We talked about that last week. Uh, introduced by M. Uh, Kiel's Kyle. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, so that's in front of. I don't remember which board it's getting put in front of. 
but they pretty much it's asking them to recognize and then address that we have a housing crisis. Yes, we do. We um, do. Unfortunately, we do. And the beauty that the CDC does is kind of, you know, in what they can do is create those uh, um, affordable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what Something they do. I, uh, we, one of our great <coughs> organizations in the city is the Central Massachusetts Housing Alliance. And one yeah. of the things they do that's amazing is... Uh, they have uh, two, I think it's two year, it might only be a year. I think it's a year and then they can extend it. But it's pr- it's programs specifically for single parents that give them a place to stay for a year with resources uh, for helping them find a job and health care and uh, school care and all that. And, and, you know, it's pretty much they give them a place to stay for a year and help them find a new place. And, uh, you know, the, what it really comes down to is anything short of giving them a place to stay while giving them resources doesn't truly solve any of these problems. Unfortunately, no. So it's great. It's great that they're building the the long term housing. Um, but unfor- uh, we had a few. It was I don't actually. It was like four or five city hall meetings ago, or actually probably more. Four or five. Uh, it was like three or four months ago. But they were debating uh, approving a fifty. I think it's ten percent, fifteen. But but they're. It's all about percentages of yeah. new construction, mm-hmm. which is and. I think all of the people arguing about this are trying to advocate for the lowest percentage because, like, on their end, this is a negotiation point. These are all about profit margins on from with developers. Exactly, and who is going to be beneficial at the end? Who's Who will really benefit? I mean, I, I, from what I understand, most of these companies are nowhere close to Worcester. Like, you know, there's mm-hmm. large companies that are, you know, these are real estate companies making money off of the, the future rent and the, the, the Worcester uh, real estate market. It, and 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 it's is very sad. Like I said at the beginning, I'm a homeowner, so and on both parts because I ran at Carlitos Barbershop, so mm-hmm. I'm a tenant. But at the same time, I'm also a homeowner. I have a three decade, so and I know it's it's a lot of homeowners that are not doing what they're supposed to do. But at the same time, not all of them are doing that, you know. And it's so sad. There is rules and regulations that the city has that for me is not fair. Because um, people think that just because you have a house, you're all set because your tenants pay your rent. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. You need to you need to see the whole picture. If you have a house, you know that you need to pay the water, the sewer. You need to pay um, the taxes. You need to and pay the insurance. To, to, to look at what that looks like from the city's end, because have you have you tried to get like maybe you you've been in business a lot longer than me. Maybe you guys are good with your bookkeeping and, and paperwork and documents. I'm an accountant, so I do oh, so. Okay. Okay. Well, then, so maybe it's easier for you. But holy fuck, the city and their paperwork like they'll send you huh. a water bill, a tax bill, a it is crazy. Bill, uh, it is crazy, and no, and you know the policies that they have that if. If you, even though your house is paid up or whatever, if you get layer in your in your water bill, mm-hmm. they now linking those bills to your taxes, so appears like you own and the fees that you carry with that every single day is a fee that you pay in because you are late, but. Come on, after COVID, especially after COVID, you know how many crises we have. You know the struggling that the people are having, and it's so sad. Sure that people actually receive these letters, like exactly. And oh, it it is crazy. I'm telling you, it is crazy, and it's something that I would love to work on when when I get elected because. Um, I know that because I'm a homeowner, but I'm also a tenant, so I know both areas. I'm very familiar with both areas, and I I believe it's unhuman. Like the other day, I read in in the Telegram Gazette that a lady lost her house, and he didn't, she didn't even know it. 
Yeah. She didn't even knew that it was taken from her just because she was lay on her water bed, was linked to the tassis, and somebody who knows just bought, brought that lien, and she ended up, hello, maybe time for retire because she already have her, her, her house paid off. And they can Do literally you th- take the equity. Oh, my goodness. So how can you survive? If the only thing you have in your house is your equity. And if you take that out, how come they're going to go to a bank and say, hey, give me some so I can pay this? So I believe it's something that we need to regulate, to work on it, and make it fair. Because I prefer to have a resident that has been there for 20-plus years than have a new one. Yes. So when you live in your house and and you are there for social long time, that neighborhood that neighborhood change because you know especially on the side that I live on Preston Street, most of us are homeowners and we live on the property. So you see the difference because we all care about that area. So we try to clean the area. We try to maintain the area. Okay, we're going to have some issues because not all of them are the owners and nobody, not all of the owners rent, you know, to a person that is going to take care. Exactly. But we are still engaging and we still make that area the nicest way that we can. But yes. if we bring somebody else that... Is not even gonna leave there. They will not care the same way we do. So, I don't know how many Worcester triple deckers there are? Like, there are so many different cool. Like, we were talking about how weird the storefront is and those weird Worcester walls. There are so many buildings that are like, the, you know, they're now four units, but they were three. Or, you know, this was definitely a, a duplex and now it's, you know, this weird three bedroom thing. And mm-hmm. Worcester has so many good, cool buildings that are great to be owner occupied. Like, of, like course, have, you know, of course, of course, and new owners as well, but owners that have been here, our second generation, what's going to happen with our kids? They will not be able to buy houses here where they grow up. No, uh, no so it's sure. sad. It's sad because I would love to see my, my daughters, the kids that I work with, to have a roof over their head, but you know? By the time they're able to even consider down payments, Worcester oh, is yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we need we need to do something to, you know, to address that. We have to do something. We yeah. definitely need to do something no, about it. This is just simply a policy thing. Like, we, we could operate Worcester a little bit more respectfully and honestly and notify people about things a bit more clearly, and this would not be an issue. Exactly. Because sometimes, you know, it's, it's easier one way, but what it, it, it have to come both ways, yep. you know, and we need each other to hold accountable. We have to do that. We have to. So we're running lower on time. I just um, wanted to ask one thing because I thought about this since you've mentioned you're, you've got a lot of responsibilities right now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm assuming you'd be able to release some of them if you were, were to be elected. Uh, do you know how you would prioritize <laughs> your time? And you're going, I, I just, because like I'm constantly overwhelmed and being a small business owner is, you know, by basis, you're constantly overwhelmed. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. So how, how, how what, what, what would you do to be able to continue to up your old your responsibilities as an elected official while also having all of these responsibilities. Um a great thing that I that I learn and that I enjoy is to work with people. It's not the amount of responsibility that you have in your hands. It's the amount of people that is working with you. Remember you don't work by yourself. You need to hold people accountable. You need to bring others on the table. So the way that I work is 
helping my community and help the one that is working with me, you know, bring the resources. So I said right now, even though it's look like I have a lot, but I, I, I work with different people. You know, you spend an hour in each of these meetings each month, and now you are both bringing more to those meetings and more to the city council. I guess I, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's hold people accountable. You know, at the end, I'm kind of the face, but I really just bringing people out, you know. For me, a great leader is the leader that forms a leader. You are not a leader just because you want to, you are there. No, 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 no. Let's other people learn. Let other people, you know, give them responsibility so they can one day get more than, more higher than what you are. That's, empower but that's exactly, let's empower everybody and that will make your life easier. Really so, is. you know, like, it's a, a, for example, in the club that I'm a club director, right now I just did my meeting with, with my team. I already put on the table their ideas, my ideas. So we already have the plan almost for, for half of the year. So right now I don't need to, to be so intense on the program because they, everybody knows what they have to do. I just, just need to check on them. Like, okay, is this done? Is this, and that's it. So, so your answer is that you've hired and delegated. To exactly. We, we need to delegate. We need to help others to achieve what, you know, when, when you, when you switch their mind and you let them work as well, it's, 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 it's a beauty. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so enjoyable work with people and see how they are developing and how they grow. So my idea is that I know that city council, um, they said it's, it's a part-time. For me, it's a more than full-time. But when you engage people, when you delegate, when you um, hold them accountable, things can be easier. So definitely if I have to drop something, um, I drop it, you know, but I will have to pick and choose and see, you know, as now I'm just running, hopefully all the people that, that love this idea that will, will support me and, you know, and vote with me tomorrow, 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 <laughs> seven to eight. So if you really want, you know, collaborate and see a change in the District 4 area and the whole Worcester, please vote Katia Norford because um, I'm here just to amplify your voices. I'm here to help you if I can in the way you need it. If I don't have the resources, I will find somebody else. The way is to get where we want to be. You know, so it's just collaborating together. Both doesn't matter if it's for me, for whoever, but you boys need to be there. Hold yourself accountable and bring the city and let the city know that you are here and you care about your neighbor. You care about your community. You care about the future of Worcester in all. That is an amazing call to action. Um, before we end the episode, I want to ask, where can people follow you? Where, where are you on, on Instagram, Facebook? I'm on Instagram, Katia Norfor. I'm on Facebook, Katia Norfor. I also, um, my platform is on Witsy, so it's a little, eh, but it's, um, it's, uh, let me see. Let me let me not give it the wrong information <laughs> because it's, it's kind of a little long, but it's very, it's like K-N- District four dot witsite dot com slash Katia Norfor. So it's a little long, but it's I, it to me later and I'll, I'll copy and paste it. Of, of so course, perfect, perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so so much for coming today. Thank you. <laughs>